With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon as Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM return to local programming. Uh, for the next couple of hours, Trent Condon, Ken Miller going to talk some sports with you, give you an opportunity to win a couple of prizes momentarily. Someone's going to, uh, well, hopefully someone will figure this out, this riddle. Uh, and uh, take uh, take home one of those cakes and those sweet T-shirts uh, that uh, saw the light of day for the first time yesterday. We'll give you that opportunity. It's going to be through our Twitter account uh, that the winner is going to be chosen. Miller and Condon, uh, at Miller and Condon, is the Twitter account. We'll give you the question coming up here in a couple of moments. Uh, the rest of the show looks like this. We will do a quick open. Heather Burnside's going to join us. Her event down here yesterday with the Food Bank of Iowa. Uh, was a huge success and uh, there's more today and we'll get her in here to if you miss your opportunity today to help feed uh, the folks here uh, in the state of Iowa because as you've seen if you watch the news at all there are lines all over the country sadly uh, with uh, pantries food banks and food bank of Iowa uh, is going to uh, have another event today Heather's going to be a part of it we'll bring her in here in a couple of minutes to share that Uh, then we'll get Jeff Hughes we'll do the Bears Bears and Vikings this weekend as we like to do the regional teams on Fridays for a few minutes. Uh, Jeff Hughes on the Bears. Uh, then Dave Sinekin on the Packers. They will play tomorrow night. A couple of NFL games tomorrow night. Carolina and the Packers. That's the late game. I believe the only place you can see them is on the NFL Network. Is that right, Trent? Yes, that sounds right. I think right. it is. Yeah. Uh, the early game is the Bills making their way to Denver. Go Bills, go. Uh, that's <laughs> 3.30, I believe. You're rooting against your team. Yeah, absolutely. So you I'll love doing that, though. Now. You loved it. You... you... You do it very quickly too. You're not one of those people that no, you wait till no. till December and week happens. fifteen. Well, there's still a chance of right. this, this, this. this no, you're week four. Yeah, you, this oh, team's not good. I hope they lose the rest. It's of them. mock draft season. Uh, anyways, uh, we will talk about those two, and then uh, Tom Caker on Iowa Gonzaga. With Tom at 10.35, Mitch Holtis on the Chiefs. Sounds as though the Chiefs will face Drew Brees. Brees back uh, this week if you were going to play that game, whether you had New Orleans or whether you had the Chiefs. Taysom Hill is going to be on the bench where he belongs because he can't throw the football. Uh, Drew Brees is going to QB this week uh, for the Chiefs. Trent Bama, Bob, and I will go around college football. Chris Williams going to join us live from, I guess it's Arlington technically, uh, in the he's at the Big 12 Championship, so Chris will join us. We'll get the latest on Iowa State from Chris at 11.30. Uh, another giveaway coming up, our Claxons Barbecue giveaway at about 11.45, and then Trent and I will make some picks before we get out of here. So here's the trivia question. All of the shows have one of these 
And they really are nice, Trent. Yeah, they are. Boz Prince did a phenomenal job on this. This is not just one of those, you know, $4 t-shirts that you get and they throw a screen print on. This no, is the this real is deal. this is nice. This really is nice. Brewed in Des Moines. Does it, you know what? I, I talked to the boss last night, Joe yeah. McCray, and I just I didn't put two and two do, uh, together on that. They kind of do look like a bush light can. Oh, absolutely. I didn't, yeah. get, I didn't see that aspect of it. You missed that reference. I missed it. Huh? I did. Well, you're not a bush light drinker. Unless it's on sale. Because <laughs> I blend. I can't, you know, I, I'd like to, uh, I like to do the exile uh-huh. uh, and the confluence with the red rambler. Yeah. Trent, I have one of those. I'm not flat on my back. Aged, wait, folks. If you're forty something, you're thirty something. <laughs> yeah. Lightweight. I used to be you. I'm not anymore. Uh, I'm sixties. So and you cut, will catch up with you. You you get yourself a confluence, but you can't just drink it straight. No. You got to throw it with a little light beer. Yes. Water it down. If I you do. Will. I absolutely do. And it's good. It tastes good. Yeah. You got your right your own recipe over there. Yeah, half and half. <laughs> half and half. Anyways. Um, but yeah, the Bush Light logo, it looks awesome. These, it really these are great does. shirts. So here's the trivia question, and you have to answer this question, and the first one to do so at our uh, show account, not Trent's personal account, not my personal account, at Miller & Condon is the, that's right, it is at Miller & Condon, mm-hmm. right? The question is, the trivia question, and again, you're playing for a KXNO t-shirt. Two weeks from today is the anniversary of this significant event in Central Iowa sports. What event is it? If you are the first one to get this right, I'll let give you a hint. It wasn't a Rose Bowl, nothing mm-hmm. like that. Two weeks from today is the anniversary of this significant sporting event sports event in central iowa if you're the first one at miller and condon you will win one of those t-shirts and if you don't follow us we will reach out to you and say please follow us so mm-hmm. we can dm that's how it works right yes it Look is at yep. me flaunting my technical yes. knowledge um, your new nickname mr technology i think that's probably fits. it's sticking right? if the shoe fits right and it does uh so anyways that's that's the trivia question one more time go to our twitter account it's not a call in folks not a call in not answering the phone you got to go to our twitter account sorry if you're not on twitter uh do we get another one of these to give away or is it just one? we yeah i believe that we have one maybe two next week also okay, good well we'll do we'll do them on we'll the help phone out the phone lines week. yeah yeah but friday's just too busy yes we don't have time um, At Miller and Condon, hit right. us up. What is two, two weeks, weeks from today? today? Significant the anniversary of this significant event in sports in Central Iowa. Boom, simple as that. You're playing for a KXNO new T-shirt. All right, uh, let's get Heather Burnside in here. She's uh, probably wanting to scoot out the door, finish up her chores before she can get uh, to her next event. Heather, good to see you. Thank you. You didn't know the answer to that question, did you? No. And I don't know if this is a hint, but it's a little embarrassing that I didn't. Yeah, I think I probably would have stumped everybody. Was that fair to say? Yeah. I think so, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, so you were here yesterday. I saw you all wrapped up on Twitter, pictures of you on Twitter, and um, you had a lot of people stop by. How did it go, first of all? Did you get cold, or did you did you come we in? We were able to uh, pop in and out of the lobby. Good. Um, so it was a nice, steady stream, but it wasn't like, you know, lining up where we needed 
5-0 out there for traffic control or anything. But yeah. And we were able to pop in and out. But yeah, we had a, a nice turnout. Uh, Golden Rule was happy. Mm-hmm. And right. we have another chance to uh, come by and donate today at Golden Rule's new location at 904 uh, Main Street in Grimes. And it's right next to their current location. So you can come out and check out their new facilities, everything that's going on. It, we will be inside today, but it's extremely roomy in there. Good, yeah. Well, Plenty of ability to socially distance yourselves. and get where you're going. Right. And, you know, again, just bring a non-perishable food item to help out the Food Bank of Iowa. because, And I've heard you talk about this a lot. I mean, food insecurity mm-hmm. has doubled in the state and tripled if you have kids. Mm-hmm. So the Food Bank of Iowa really needs everybody's help. Uh, if you can't make it out today, you can go to goldenrulephc.com or kxno.com and donate online, too. But... Would love to see them. Absolutely. They're going to have an ugly sweater thing going on out there, too. Do you have one? I'm busting out the police Navidad. Nice. Ugly sweater. Nice. Well, good. Um, glad you're doing that. I think, obviously, it's for a wonderful cause and good for Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for getting involved in it. So uh, just uh, look forward to tomorrow. Of course, Iowa State plays. You and Emery will be on the air for. Is, is this your final sound off, or will you do a bowl game? I'm assuming we would do a I bowl game so, sound right? off. So, yeah, we'll be on after uh, or near the end of the Cyclone Reaction Show. I'm assuming... Four-ish? Yeah. Again, it, it seems to work out about five hours after kickoff. And, yeah, we'll be here on KXNO taking your calls. Good. Until six-ish. How do you, what, how do you see the game? Boy, I, to be honest with you, I haven't spent a ton of time thinking about it because it just makes me nervous. Right. Beating Oklahoma twice in the same season yeah, when pretty special. Iowa State's beat them a handful of times mm-hmm. total is just more than my mind can handle. But I think that Iowa State is more than up to the task. So and in I. years past, how many times can you say that? Not very many, but this year you can. That, like toe-to-toe? Yeah. Brock Purdy's playing at a different level. To me, that's the biggest difference in this team from halfway through the season. And Brees Hall, I think, She's should be good a too. Heisman contender. Yeah, I but. think so, too. You know, last couple of weeks he hasn't he hasn't had the 150, 140 that he has, but I don't think that should matter. Look, he's not going to win, but he should be in the conversation totally more than he is. You. I think totally agree with you. All right, well, uh, one more time on your event: Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. They're on um, 804 Northeast Main Street in Grimes. You'll be there from when to when? Two to five today. Two to five. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks for stopping in. Good to see you. Yes, thanks for having me. Absolutely, any time. Uh, all right, Trent, do we have a winner? We on? do. Are it you took kidding a me? while. It took a little bit. I think we had oh, probably a good dozen guesses. You're a lot of kidding me. Oh, cool. Orange Bowl. Yeah, Iowa Orange Bowl. No. No. That wasn't quite twenty years ago. Uh, so there were some Big Four classic guesses. Yeah. Matt Campbell being hired. No. A lot of December type guesses. Sports wagering. People know us. That was August fifteenth. That <laughs> yeah. that one is etched in my mind. Yeah. You know, it's. Anniversary, yep. kids' birthdays, August 15th, the day that Iowa allowed sports betting. Those are the big ones up in my mind, but we got it, so uh, the explain ans- the answer here, Ken. Well, the, the answer is, and I, as Heather said, I think we probably would have stumped the morning show. I think we would have stumped mm-hmm. all of the shows. He stumped me when you asked me when we came in today. Well, the only reason I knew this is because on this, leading up to this, I was really apprehensive, this event, because I was on the air up the dial on FM. 20 years ago, on January the 1st, 2001, KXNO was born and went on the air for the very first time. So two weeks from today is January the 1st, and KXNO will turn 20 years old. 
on uh, the 1st of January. I remember listening to the weeks leading up to it. So it was Rick Silvestrini, Bob Dyer, and I did the mornings at the jock. Dace was doing the afternoons at the time, I believe. I believe he was. Sure he was. Um, and for, I think, the month of December, KXNO was, or what would become KXNO was all day long and then the day before that's crazy they were stunting i think it's called and the uh-huh. day before they uh, then uh, went to some song and um then january the first they went on the air i think the first show was jack emerson and gary howe all right no, you know what? I should have looked at that, and that could have been a trivia question for next week. We're yeah. giving away KXNO shirts. It's the twentieth anniversary, the twentieth birthday of KXNO. Here's a here's a hint for next week. If you want one of these bad boys, know your KXNO history. That's where Ken likes to go. Ken's a history guy, Indeed. and you know you know the history of sports talk radio in this market as well as anybody. Uh, indeed. Well, I will say this. Um, in, in 25 years, I've made, had a lot of bad takes. The Justin Herbert's going to be a bust take <laughs> is now very high up on the list. Trent, this kid is unbelievable. That was fun. I, oh, my God. So I was more into basketball than I was football. It just, I don't know, Chargers, Raiders, for Trent, whatever reason. Kansas, Texas Tech was Unbelievable! That was a great game. It really was. And did you see after the game, Bill Self calls up no, the, I went the right line. back to football. So I saw this on Twitter. Somebody put together seven different times that Kansas has won a game in the final seconds, running that type of play. Seven times, really. What a, what a play money, too. What a play! Yeah, it is. For my money, Texas Tech has, I think, the best X's and O's coach. In college mm-hmm. basketball, mm-hmm. I he's really good. Beard, yep. He's got good talent, but not the talent and the wins that have come along with it compared to some of his brethren. And yet, self is able to do it again to drop that play again for the eighth time yeah. and have it work. See, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that there was a, a cut and they showed the, all the different clips. I'll just say it was really fun, yeah. kind of looking back and seeing some of those past Kansas teams and who mm. they were throwing that lob to. So it's on Twitter. I'll have to look. Yeah. I have to find. You know what else was um, was very apparent watching the game last night? Well, a couple of things. The Big Twelve at the top is really going it to is, be good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Baylor, is, we'll see one of them tonight with West Virginia. Yeah, we'll see one of them tonight with West Virginia, who took Gonzaga as far. I mean, mm-hmm. they again. Um, that's going to be it's going to be a, a real dogfight. But Dan Schulman and Jay Billis, what a team! That is as good as an announcing team for college basketball. Don't you like them? Sometimes. So who, who of the two who rubs you the wrong? Oh, it's, Billis. It's Billis. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he's opinionated. He looks down upon us from his throne. He looked down upon. He he, he played the role of Reese Davis last <laughs> night. Yes. Which I got, I think, another, uh, some Cyclone fans a little hot under the collar. But he looks down. He is the almighty. Yeah, I he like him. doesn't like the way that, of course, college athletes aren't paid. Well, him and I agree on that, so maybe that's why I, I appreciate him. Has he given back to college athletes in any way? He makes a pretty good paycheck. Oh, sure. He earns his living on, on the back of, so do we. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so... There's just something about it that is very holier than thou. Yeah, okay. I can see that. And that rubs me the wrong way. I can see that. I think that. I don't think that's unfair criticism of him. I just love his knowledge of the game. And oh, yeah. Shulman, to me, Shulman is a, is a pro's pro. And, and I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm a Toronto Blue Jays fan. And the last couple of years since, since Shulman has given up ESPN radio, or ESPN for, for baseball in the summer, he's done the Blue Jays game. He's a Canadian. He lives in Toronto. And he has done a 
not not the majority, but probably half. He does more Blue Jays games than Joe Buck does Cardinals games. You know, Buck was you know still keep dipping his toe in baseball for a little while, anyways. But Schulman, he's such a pro. He's so damn good. That's a great team, I think. And it was an unbelievable uh, basketball game last night. But boy, did I swing and miss on Justin Herbert. I really did. Why was he not better at Oregon? He was his freshman year, but he he never progressed. That's just it. And that's why I thought that you know this kid's. He's okay. Talent's there, but we've seen talented oh, guys that didn't my work God, out. The Chargers get that team a coach. Get that, and they're going to. They're yeah. going to get that team a coach. Well, the Bears are they going to get another win? Can they string them together? Jeff Hughes to BearsBlog.com. It's the Bears. It's the Vikings. Both of these teams, I guess, mathematically alive. Jeff Hughes seems like an elimination game, if nothing else. Right? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I think it is a playoff game because I do think the winner of this game is going to have a strong chance to get that seventh seed. Arizona does not have an easy road here coming down to, to the finish. I think the winner of this game Sunday has a good chance to be playing in January. So the Bears will then finish uh, on the road against Jacksonville before Packers. And Packers are probably, Breeze is back this weekend. The Packers will probably need that game, I guess, is where I'm going, Jeff. So they won't be well, that, resting Rodgers. Yeah, that'll be the question. You know, Where, where are they uh, in the standings come that final week of the season? But you know, again, I, I go back to what's been happening now in Chicago. This offense has turned a corner. Now, can they sustain that that turn is going to be the question. Uh, it's really been a different uh, mood around the team since the performance against the Houston Texans this week. There's a belief now in the building that Bill Lazor and Mitch have figured something mm. out. seems to be working. And if they can sustain it, they can win all three of these games. They can. It's... That the best thing. I thought you were going to say they won't. Oh, they won't. Yeah, but if that happens, is that a bad thing for the organization? I mean, you know, I I understand the sentiment. We were all there Mm -hmm. because Matt Nagy went through the worst two weeks you can go through as a head coach. The team was just pummeled and quit against Green Bay, and then they collapsed against Detroit. But there's no scenario in my head where making wholesale changes makes you better. It could potentially make you better. But what if we're learning that Matt Nagy is actually a terrific head coach, mm. learning on the job the way everybody learns on every job? It, we have to take a little bit of a patient perspective and say, this guy went 12-4, and four, he went 8-8, eight and eight. this team looked like they were dead and buried, and they responded with their best effort of the year. No. So clearly he's a good leader. The locker room responds to him. He's given up play calling. He's called out his defense. He's pushing the right buttons to keep them relevant in December. So I'm not in this mindset that they have to blow the whole thing up. If they win this week, at the worst, I see them this year is eight and eight. And are we ready to start firing people because of twelve and four, eight and eight, eight and eight? I just, I'm not there. I know a lot of fans are, but I'm not. Uh, what will they do with Trubisky next year? I mean, he's he's able, he's eligible to walk right after this year. Would they? Do you think that if, if he plays well this next couple of weeks, do they let him get to free agency, or do they try to make a deal? I think if he plays the way he's been playing now, two two games in a row with a 100-plus quarterback rating, if this continues and he plays like this down the stretch, I find it hard to believe they wouldn't find a way to make a deal with him to keep him in Chicago because, let's be honest, the, the outside options next year for them are just not going to be very good. This is not a franchise that's going to want to give up first-round picks for Matt Stafford. The cap is going to be very tight. They're not going to pay someone 
big, and they're not bad enough to, to get one of these top quarterbacks in the draft. And by the way, I don't think, other than Lawrence, any of those quarterbacks in the draft are going to be ready to go on week one anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think their best bet is get Mitch into some kind of shape here in the final games, and then he's going to make or break 2021. Is the offensive line playing better, Jeff, this last couple of weeks? Oh, they sure are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is they don't have COVID anymore. Oh, They've got sure. some continuity. They've got guys in the right spots. Sam Mustafer has been a something of a revelation at center, and, and solidifying that has enabled Whitehair to move to guard. Bars is playing decently well uh, at right guard. They've got a stable offensive line, and they hadn't had that for about a 10-week stretch in the middle of the season. That's why the running game looks better. That's why Montgomery's been one of the best backs in the, in the league for the last three weeks. Uh, so how do you see this game? Of uh, they got to go to Minnesota. It's the Bears. It's the Vikings. Here we go. How do you see it? I think Minnesota's going to score points. The Bears are banged up in their secondary screen, concussion issues. Jalen Johnson's hurt. Justin Jefferson's going to have a game. Just get used to it, Bears fans. He's going to have a lot of them. But this is going to come down to can the Bears get that pass rush cooked up again on third down? Because when you get the pass rush in Cousins' space, he's a different player. And can the offense continue to do what they've been doing for three weeks now, get up there around 30 points? Because I think it's going to take 30 to win. Jeff Hughes, TheBearsBlog.com. Jeff, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Dave Syndicate is TheHeadCheese.com. The Packers tomorrow night. Yes, you heard that right. Tomorrow night, 7-15. NFL Network has it. It's the Panthers. It's the Packers. The Packers, the one seed. Carolina comes in. No Christian McCaffrey, I believe. Correct, Dave Syndicate? Uh, he is doubtful, so I don't expect we'll see Christian McCaffrey tomorrow night. Well, here's what I saw, and here's what I'll share with you. I watched the Carolina-Denver game from start to finish last week. Uh, Carolina's not very good. I mean, Drew Locke threw four touchdown passes. How many is Aaron Rodgers going to throw? Oh, so you're the one guy that watched that game, huh? <laughs> yeah, yes, I was. Guilty. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just finishing up my blog, and I just wrote that sentence myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're... They've got a you know a nice young pass rusher in Brian Burns. He was a guy a lot of Packer fans had their eyes on in the draft last year when they took Rashawn Gary. And he'll be matched up against Ricky Wagner, and that might be the only matchup that really helps Carolina when Aaron Rodgers is on the field. I I do expect that with the weather not being a major factor, we've seen uh, Rodgers and the Packers offense struggle at Lambeau twice this year against Jacksonville, against Minnesota when it was really windy. Uh, that will not be the case. It'll be chilly. It'll be around 30 degrees, but uh, it'll be good football weather. And obviously, Rodgers has to be licking his chops when he looks at that secondary and that defense. It has a hard time getting off the field. Yeah, Devontae Adams, uh, he's uh, thinking about another touchdown. Eight consecutive games with a touchdown wow. for him. He is third on the all-time list, trailing only A.J. Green eight years ago and Jerry Rice, who went 12 straight back in 1987. Feels like we're running out of superlatives to talk about Devontae Adams. One question I had, at wide receivers, we see it can end very quickly. When you look at the production coupled with some of the injuries that he has in the past, not a level where you're scoring a touchdown every single week, but how much do you think he has left in the tank? Is it realistic this is going to be one of the top receivers for the next three, four, five years, or is that maybe too much in today's NFL? I don't know. I think he has a chance to make this last. It'll certainly help if Aaron Rodgers continues to be his quarterback and yes. the Packers don't move on to Jordan Love because we don't know what we've got there. But yeah. he, you know, he's he's kind of the anti-receiver. You know, he's just he's humble. He goes about his business, um, and he's so dependable. He has been injured a bit over the last few years, and, and you always worry about that. 
When you look at a team like the Panthers and boom, McCaffrey kind of loses a season and that can happen. But no, I, I think, uh, I think he has a chance to be very productive for the next few years. He's only what, 27, mm. 28, something like that. Uh, he's, uh, he's a joy to watch. And what I really like is when you see other, um, old uh, receivers that, that used to be played at a great level, like T.O. And, and Michael Irvin, just rave about how he does his business, how he does his work at the line, how he uh, is just a pre- precise route runner and could do just about everything. Uh, when I hear great Hall of Fame level receivers gush about Devontae Adams, that tells me that what I'm seeing is real. Uh, what I'm seeing out of Robert Tanyan is a surprise, quite frankly. I mean, where what, what's his story, Dave? He's a touchdown machine. He's obviously got his quarterback's attention. Uh, what's he got, nine or ten touchdowns now? Um, he makes, seemingly every time I watch the Packers, he's making a play. Uh, where did he come from? You know, it's funny. Um, I've been talking about him. There's a, a big-time fantasy football show up here hosted by Paul Churchian that uh, I, I talk with him a lot, and I've been touting Tanyan for a couple of years, and he's been laughing at me like, what are you talking about? He doesn't do anything. And now this year, I think I finally got the last laugh as he has emerged. You know, he was a quarterback at Indiana State, well, and he, he converted really? to, to tight end. And the Lions, I think, were the first team to bring him in undrafted, and, and he didn't last there. And, and Green Bay snapped him up. And I think what, what I think a lot of us Packer fans really latched onto a year ago um, before the 2019 season, we were told that he had spent the whole offseason with George Kittle training together. They're huh. really good buddies, and, and he's watching Kittle and learning from him. And, and so we got excited last year that maybe we'll finally have this. And he gave us glimpses, but he couldn't stay healthy. And after a great catch against the Cowboys, he hurt his hip, but he was pretty much done for the year. And then this offseason, heard the same thing. Spent the offseason with George Kittle. Something's going to rub off when you spend uh, two straight offseasons with with Kittle, they're really good friends. I think he lived with the Kittle family hmm. the last couple summers. So there's a lot of potential there. He's just really learning how to play this game. But what he has is Aaron Rodgers' complete trust. And in, and in an offense where uh, Matt LaFleur knows how to push the right buttons and put him in the right matchups, it's really been fun to watch him emerge this year. And, man, as Packer fans, we have waited years to see a productive uh, tight end be a part of this offense. Now we're finally getting you really are. Last thing for you, Dave Syndic and theheadcheese.com is, is the blog. Uh, again, the Packers play tomorrow night. Lazard, that core muscle injury, is it lingering, do you think? Well, I don't know if he's 100%, but I know he's been on the field more and more each week since he's been back, and he is being asked to do a lot of blocking. He's a really good blocker in the run game. It stands out, and um, you know, the Packers have a lot of people they can go to uh, with the ball, and I think he'll have his games. Uh, he looks fine, and as I said, just seeing his snap count go up week to week, I think he's getting closer and closer to being 100%. So what will you do as far as Packer preview since they play tomorrow? I know you have a Saturday show on KFAN. How are you going to handle not being, you know, not without, without a game on Sunday? Yeah, I get uh, a lot of heat if I talk too much Packers on my Saturday show with Trent Sucker. He gives me the evil eye. So <laughs> we'll, we'll stick mostly to the NBA. That's kind of our bread and butter on Saturdays. But uh, Sunday morning, it'll be a Packer review. You know, yeah, we'll look gotcha. back at at the two most previous games, and then uh, kind of what we want to see happen on Sunday and playoff picture and take a lot of calls, and we'll, we'll make the hour work, that's for sure. Vikings or Bears win this week? I think the Vikings win. I think it's close. Uh, I think it's two, three-point game, but uh, I just think the Vikings will pull this one out. I don't have a real reason for it. Both teams are missing some key guys, but just feels like uh, it's a home game series. The Chicago tends to win at home, and the Vikes tend to win here, but I think Minnesota 
uh, after what happened with Dan Bailey last week. Uh, I think they get their act together and win it. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Dave Sinek. Appreciate it. You got it. Have a good weekend, yep. guys. Yep, the same. Dave Sinek and theheadcheese.com. We will take a break. We'll come back. Tom Kakert will join us. Mitch Holt is coming up. The voice of the Chiefs. Uh, Claxon's giveaway. Who won our, our T-shirt? Do you know? Ron is our winner, so he'll be able to pick that up up at Boz Prince over in Valley Junction, 5th Street in West Des Moines. And another opportunity. Well, two more today mm-hmm. during Murphy and Andy and during the Fanatics. And also two more Monday on each show. Two more on Tuesday. So we got to stop a lot more t-shirts to give away. Good stuff. And uh, they look great. Yeah, they do. Uh, and, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to win one. And of course, you can still buy them at Boz Prince's Trent Center Valley Junction. Miller and Condon coming up on 1030 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106- Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Breaking news. Oh, what have you got? University of Iowa head football coach Kirk Ferentz has tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, Jesus. Uh, press release has just been released, and I mentioned it to Tom Kakert right as we were getting ready to come back from break. Tom, you had an opportunity to, of course, see Coach the other day, and you said he was coughing a little bit, and you guys were speculating. Fill us in on what you know. Mm. And the news that just comes down, Kirk Ferentz has tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, he was, it was the Wednesday pressure. Yeah. Um, Tuesday was fine, uh, but Wednesday he was coughing. And then that night he did the Hawk Talk show with Dolph. Yep. And I was getting text messages from friends who were watching the show online. And they're like, does Kirk have COVID? Wow. He's, he can barely make it through the show. And I was like, well, they're tested every day. If he had COVID, they would know it. And, you know, yeah, it's, oh. um, you know, and you, and you get concerned because, you know, Kirk, and I'm not trying to be morbid here, but Kirk's older. Yes. I mean, he's 65, mm-hmm. you know, now 64, 65. He's in great health, though. I mean, sure. really good health. So, um, from that perspective, you don't worry about it, um, as much, but, you know, it's a concern. Anybody, you know, who's older, you, you immediately, um, you know, hope for the best for them. So, yeah, I'm hoping, praying the best for Kirk, obviously. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I mean, I didn't want to, whew, that, that kind of hits you like a ton of bricks, right? I, I didn't see that, Trent. You broke the news to me. That, uh, that's a, uh, that's a little bit of a jolt. Uh, well, uh, Tom Kakert, I, I, let's, let's try and move on after that. I don't know how you segue from it, but, um, I guess we can go to basketball before we come back to football because, Gosh, well, Sunday we'll know the destination of the bowl game. They, they've come out publicly and said that they do want to participate in a bowl game. I wonder if this will change that in any way, Tom. Um, I doubt it, um, unless there's an outbreak on the team. Right. Um, and then that kind of eliminates you from consideration. Um, obviously, and that was one of the things that, that I was talking to a friend of mine about that um, just because this weekend they were going to play, and I thought, boy, that would keep them kind of focused. And, um, you know, then it's just, you know, another week plus to get ready for the bowl game, and then you're done. Uh, but, you know, it seemed like they were going to kind of let the guys go a little bit. And uh, your immediate thoughts turn to, boy, college kids, you know mm-hmm. what they'll do. Uh, they'll go out and have some fun. Right. So, 
um, yeah, you're concerned about, um, you know, potentially when the head coach has it, somebody else is going to get it on the team, other assistant coaches. It's going to be a concern. And January 1st is two weeks from today. It is, yeah. And this is going to be an incredibly quick turnaround. Uh, what is going to be the destination? Are fans going to be allowed? So let's speculate here, Tom. There was hope, of course, that if Iowa played Indiana and beat the Hoosiers, maybe they could sneak into the New Year's Six. That appears to be off the board here. Citrus Bowl, Outback, maybe a trip to Nashville. What are you hearing and what do you think out of those options would be the one that Iowa and Gary Barta would be politicking for? You know, it's interesting because you, know, it's, it's, you always default to Tampa, right? I mean, yeah. that would be the seventh yeah. time <laughs> Iowa goes there. Uh-huh. Um uh, that's what you would default towards uh, is Tampa, but I'm just not. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of it might depend on what happens with uh, with the the guys in Ames. You know, mm-hmm. and if they sneak in ahead of Indiana, for um, you know, even if they lose lose a close game to Oklahoma, are they above Indiana? Do, do they? Iowa State go to the festival instead of Indiana. Well, Stuart Mandel speculating that that very scenario, Tom. Stuart Mandel from the Athletic came out within the last ten minutes with that very scenario that you're talking about. Yeah, that's uh, it's something that you have to think about. That maybe the 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 guys in Ames are going to impact Iowa. You know, maybe Iowa falls to the the mayonnaise bowl then in Charlotte and. wouldn't that be fun? The first Duke's mayonnaise bowl, <laughs> yeah. including the University of Iowa, huh? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, though, I, that's um, uh, on, on my list. I, I was hoping that the Hawks would get there at some point when they were eligible. I've never been there to, to Charlotte, and I and I wanted to, selfishly. Um, what about Nashville, though, Tom? Is drivable? I'm, that was the first speculation seemed to put them there. Then there's there's a ton of Florida now, as you know. But is Nashville out? I I think. They might be on the table, but I think it depends what happens with Indiana more than anything else. Because mm-hmm. if they can slot Indiana and Northwestern into the two Florida Bowls, then they'll do that, and that's perfectly fine. The thing that bumps Iowa up so much is there's really no other options. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the rest of the, the think about this: the rest of the conference is 500 or below. Jeez, the rest of the conference that's is fair. 500 below, and Minnesota's three and three. They can go to four and three if they beat Wisconsin and be above five hundred. And they could. And that's it. Yeah, it's been weird. It. It's and the, the league is just garbage this year. Yeah, but there's no, there is no like uh, cutoff, right? Any, I mean, Nebraska could go to a bowl mm-hmm. game if they go through that many teams and they can't fill spots. Oh yeah, they're talking about. Um, I, I know the SEC um, because of opt outs and other things that uh, you know, like LSU can't go to a bowl. Right. Two and seven, South Carolina is going to probably go to a bowl. Jeez. How about winless Vanderbilt? <laughs> it's like the, it's like the uh, four A, the four A state playoffs in Iowa sometimes, right? Yeah, back when what Mason said he made it at one and eight one year. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind yeah. of the direction we're trending to. Hey, Tom, uh, before we run out of time, huge basketball game. Let's get into it with Gonzaga. Zags have not played now for over two weeks. Last time we saw them was against West Virginia. They've been shut down until this week where they started practicing here. And they'll meet in South Dakota. An overview here. Really good offensive team for the Zags. Jalen Suggs, a guy that Fran McCaffrey Mm. wanted, Kirk Ferentz wanted for his football program. Just an incredible athlete. Just your thoughts on Gonzaga as you look at the matchup. Yeah, boy, this is going to be racehorse basketball. Mm. If you like two teams that just love to get up and down and get in transition and 
and shoot the ball and attack the basket and and uh, and maybe not focus a whole lot on defense sometimes. Uh, this is going to be the game for you. You can expect to see both teams go on like 10 and 12 point runs really quick. Um, I'm excited to see the matchup of two first team All Americans, Luca Garza and Drew Timmy. Yep. Uh, I think that's a fascinating one. I think under the radar, really good matchup is Casey Kispert against Joe Wieskamp. I agree. Because yep. Kispert's probably a first-round pick, and Wieskamp wants to be one. Mm-hmm. So here's a chance for Joe to really uh, shine. Here's one thing I noticed about Gonzaga, and again, small, small, small sample size because they've only played a couple games and they've been off for two weeks. They're only shooting 29% from three, and really it's Kispert that, that's shooting the three. Nemhart hasn't gotten going. Uh, IAE has not gotten going from deep either. So, um, and, and Timmy hasn't really shot well from outside. So, um, those are, are, that's maybe something advantage Iowa. If you get Bohan and Frederick, uh, you know, those guys going a little bit, uh, we camp, then you can, uh, you can maybe see Iowa taking advantage of that from the three-point line. I'm with you. And, you know, the, the, the Timmy Garza, worth the price of admission. You know, we're going to see this all throughout the season, right? I mean, once you get into Big Ten play, it's going to be Garza versus so-and-so every night. Uh, does it, does that, is that something that he, you know, looked ahead to, Tom? When you guys have had an opportunity to Garza, he knows who, when, when the schedule comes out, I'm guessing he knows who the other team's five-man is. And as much film as... Uh, a tape video that he watches. Um, he's a real student of the game. He 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 he'll be. St- I mean, when do you think he started studying these guys? He knows Coburn, etc. When they play Illinois, but uh, the Timmy Garza thing. How how prepared will Garza be for this? Oh, well, well prepared. The thing that always that jumped out at me is we were talking to him before the North Carolina game about their big men, and he knew in depth every guy and exactly what they did and how they played and what they like to do. He's just uh, that much of a student of the game that he's, you know, he's not just going out there and saying, I'm with Garza, I'm going to go ball and just score points. He understands what those guys do, and he's going to be um, really well prepared for Timmy and uh, uh, Watson, the other big man that they have. Um, you know, they've got a couple other guys that they bring off the bench that, uh, um, you know, don't play a lot, but mm-hmm. still um, – but, the, the, you know, Suggs is the, the problem for sure. Iowa, I think, more than anything He's a problem else. for a lot of teams this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. <laughs> he's, you know, one of the best guards in the country. But he's just, he's the type of player that always seems to give Iowa fits. And uh, he's bigger than you think. He's he's legit 6'3". And he's a football player who right. likes contact. So, you know, he's physical. Um, and, and slowing him down is, and he's like, uh, you know, Frank compared him to Jason Kidd the other day, and that's not wow. a bad comparison. Well, and you know, Tom, after the, uh, when we saw him for the first time, maybe it was the West Virginia game, there was, there was talk that, because the NBA draft had just taken place, that had Suggs been eligible for this draft, he would have been the number one overall pick. I mean, he's that good. Oh, yeah. He is, he is that good. Um, and I think he was probably, underrated in this class, mainly because he didn't play in a big AAU program. But this, he was playing uh, with um, Chet Holmgren, who's the number one kid in the 2021 class, who's one of the most unique prospects. You guys will get to see him more. Trent, you may have seen him already, but mm-hmm. kid out of Minnesota. It's just, I, I've never seen a player like him. Uh, he's a legit seven foot and, and skinny, but just block shots, shoots threes. 
he's just a freak of nature. He had a uh, dunk in one of those AU showcase events, or it might have been a high school event, here about a month ago. It, it was absolutely ridiculous. And he's not going to be a gopher or a Hawkeye, more than likely, right? This is Kentucky, no. Duke, that kind of level. Well, he may he may end up at Gonzaga, uh, or he may just go to that uh, that G League program that some of those guys are doing yeah. now. That yeah. Um, that just go right to and get get a half million bucks and play basketball as a professional for a year. So put your money where your mouth is. Iowa Gonzaga prediction time. What do you have for us, Tom Kakert? I'm I'm calling the Hawks win, and I'm not I'm trying not to be a homer here, but I I just wonder if this layoff is going to get yeah. the Zags a little sleepy. And I just go back to what Bohannon said a couple weeks ago. So we think we're the number one team in the country, and and then kind of circled back and said, and we're going to show people that we are in a couple of weeks. And I, this team just has a swagger about them, and I, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see them go up there and, and win this game. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Tom. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Probably should tell him not Friday, though, because I don't want him to think we're going to call him Christmas morning. No, no. He'd be waiting for us, <laughs> yeah, though. He probably would. He would. Now, you wouldn't be here. No. And I understand. Christmas is for kids, and you've got two of them. Yes, yeah. Indeed you do. Would not work out very well. I bet not in the Condon household. (laughs) Uh, We'll take a time. I'll come back, finish up the hour with Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Miller and Condon till noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.7. Sports Station, 1460 Kicks and Owen, 106.3 FM. Let's get back to the NFL. He's the voice of the reigning champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're in New Orleans uh, this Sunday, 325 kickoff. Drew Brees has apparently been cleared and will start at quarterback for the Saints. Mitch Trent Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Are you there, Mitch Holtis? Hello? Yes, can you hear us? We can now. Thank you. Sorry. We're here. We're loud and clear and live and local and legal. Gotcha. Uh, Breeze, Breeze will start uh, on on Sunday is the uh, breaking news within the last couple hours anyways. Yeah, and, and I'm not entirely surprised. Just the Saints are desperate to win this game. This sure. isn't about the Chiefs as much as it is that the Saints uh, don't have the tiebreaker with the Packers, and they have no wiggle room. The Chiefs have slipped into the pole position in the AFC, uh, but the Packers have the slight edge over the Saints. So I think it's more the Saints are desperate to win this game to get that one seed in the uh, NFC. Great quarterbacks going up against each other. Mahomes and uh, Adam Teicher, who I know you know down there, long time on the Kansas City Chiefs beat. He had an article on ESPN today just talking about how long it would take him, Patrick Mahomes, to catch Drew Brees and the numbers he puts out. And it's it's wild to think about, man. Looking forward to 2035 when Mahomes would be breaking those kind of records. It's so much fun, though, this quarterback battle. And just thinking about still what could be for no, Patrick Mahomes. Let me Mahomes. just stop you. He's not going to be around until oh, 2035. Stop, stop it. With your ponies over there, don't. <laughs> 2035. Well, what you're saying, though, Trent, if you think about this, he will do what now Drew's done amazing in 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he will do then in 15 years what mm-hmm. it took Breeze to do 20. Yeah if that projects out that way. So that puts it in perspective as well. That you Think about how great Drew Brees has been and all the numbers he's put up and that Mahomes could do it in five years less mm. if he stays on this track. Uh, Justin Herbert, he certainly looks good. Did you see Carr get hurt? I felt bad for him, Mitch. Uh, yeah, that yeah. groin, that was, oh, that was tough. 
Yeah, but those guys, man, I, I, you know, I did. So I don't want to be insensitive to his injury. And, yeah, I felt for him. And you could see that was a – I mean, he just dropped the ball out of bounds. You could just tell how much pain he was in. But these guys now follow the same script two years in a row, and they just had more of a December's for three years in a row. But they've been setting in a shot where they can make a run. They had the most favorable schedule, guys, down the mm-hmm. stretch. And, again, I think they just put so much canister in the cannon – to try to beat the Chiefs and built their roster, it made them vulnerable against everybody else. I think it they has. stopped the run. They can't stop anybody now in any way. I mean, it's just been a disaster for those guys. No doubt. Uh, every team that the Chiefs have played in the last month or so, maybe six weeks, they've clearly fired their best shot, Mitch. Um, the, yep. the Panthers played them tough. The, obviously, Tampa Bay did. Denver's defense showed up. The Dolphins last week. But the good news is everybody's firing their best shots. And, yeah, the games are close, but Kansas City's still winning them. Well, it's like you're facing a Raldis Chapman or, you know, Max Scherzer, and you're still getting base hits, even though you got two strike counts. I mean, it's, uh, it's really interesting. What's overlooked here is think about this. If the Chiefs can beat the Saints on Sunday, they'll go 8 0 on the road. It's only happened in franchise history one other time at 7 0 in 1966. But they will have beaten, under that scenario, the Ravens, the Buccaneers, the Bills, uh, the aforementioned uh, Raiders. Uh, who am I leaving out here? Um, uh, these guys, the Saints, yep. and there's somebody else. These are all playoff teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have they will have beaten on the road. Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, Tom Brady in the same season on the road. Right. I mean, I don't think they're getting enough credit for that, actually. And uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, if they can get this done, it's not. this has not been an easy path. And Belichick, and I mean, I know Brady's not there, and but Belichick, right? Yeah, that was a home game, but I mean, the road game. Sure. Yeah, but there's another road game I'm leaving out that's a playoff. The Dolphins. Yeah. So these are playoff teams, or thought to be playoff teams at the time, that you're, you're beating them all on the road. I mean, it just we're we're seeing something here that it's easily taken for granted of what this team's already accomplished. Tackle position, a huge question mark. What can you tell us on that front, Mitch? Uh, trying to protect both the front and the back side of Patrick Mahomes. We just signed, this is breaking news, we just signed Miller, comma, Ken, <laughs> yeah. out of Manitoba. He's not real big. Uh, I don't know if he's got the yeah, size. He lost a step, too. <laughs> well, yeah, we just, you know, he's been on our practice practice, practice squad uh, for years, and we're finally calling him up. So he'll take the game check, is what he told us. Uh, so, sure. uh, yeah, if the union approves it. But, guys, it's a joke, but I, it's kind of maybe gallows humor. I, I will know more this afternoon. I can't tell you here to 5 of 11 this morning. But uh, to have both already down shorts, been out without shorts for a month and a half, and now the guy that's taking shorts' place is down and your left tackle's down, I'll just put it this way. In the last 42 games with Eric Fisher, the Chiefs are 37-5. and five. Without Eric Fisher, they're 4-4. Four and four. And it will take a – they're going to have to just rewire the – whole wiring of the offense this week against a really good Saints defensive team. Uh, talk a little bit about Papa John's before we run out of time. Ooh. Weekends have been big for Papa John's. People at Iowa State, Oklahoma, come on. How about that? It's like a Papa John's Saturday and then a Papa John's Sunday with the Chiefs and these guys in the biggest game of the NFL. They've been great. they got this double cheeseburger pizza. Really, for the holidays, well, folks are getting ready to uh, play in, uh, and part of that is Papa John's. So check them out at papajohns.com, and just remember how much the Donaldsons love our central Iowa and how much they give in a benevolent way. You not only buy pizza when you order from those guys, uh, you're actually – kind of investing back in the community. And I don't say that lightly. They, they take it super serious. And they indeed do. Mitch Holtis, thank you. Have a great week, Mitch. Thank you. 
Holding Miller on the offense. <laughs> be a, second down. There'll be a lot of those. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Mitch Holtz is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning champs, New Orleans this week. Uh, hour number two coming up next. Bama Bob will be here. Chris Williams is live in Texas. Uh, in Arlington, we'll preview the Big 12 championship. We'll give you an opportunity to win some claxons and our picks. A busy hour coming up next on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.